Punters, greetings. Welcome to the Mailbags preview of the weekend. We've got nondescript racing from Queensland and we've also got finals day from Flemington. Uh, I know what that means. Jack Dickens, what do you think of finals day? I didn't know it was finals day, Peter, as you were aware until you just uh, informed us all. Uh, I don't know what that would mean, really. The prize money looks about the same to me. Um, I think the participants get a little bit more horned up for a Vobus day than a than this finals day, but um, that's a bit more narrative for them to uh, fill with, Ooh, I guess. Very nice. Shane Curlio, you're looking very fetching with that hat. Uh, welcome from Italy. You're live on the scene. You've had, received all your COVID vaccinations and you're now there. Yeah, um, it's good to be back at home. Um, <laughs> I was going to go with uh, something along the lines of the COVID vaccination, and um, but um, I'm not a form analyst slash um, epidemiologist, so I'll just stick to the form during the show. <laughs> slash... the very fucking few. Yeah, <laughs> slash non-better. I was also going to say, not bet. you're not even 40 curls. You're not even allowed to get your, your vaccination just yet. Oh, I'm sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. No, uh, the bottle of grappa won't fix anyway, Peter. If I do get the COVID, straight on the grappa. Get to your local gym. And then what was the other place? <laughs> Brothel. Brothel. <laughs> anyway. Diamond How doesn't. are you all? Good to see you all again. Oh, yeah. Grateful to be uh, kicking it around in Melbourne town. Sun's out. It's a beautiful day, isn't it, boys? The Victorians amongst us. It's nice outside. Uh, golf courses are open. Um, hopefully, going to get back onto one next week, maybe. Very maybe. good. Well, that's the preview show. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, yeah, Curls... Race take number eight, Flemington, and have a great weekend, guys. Yep. Uh, uh, Curls, you mentioned the weather is cast in Queensland. That's why you're in Italy at the moment. Uh, do you want to just run us through in eight words or less what you think of the cards up there this week? Likely to be decimated by many scratchings. <laughs> Very good. Uh, there's also a few horses in the market up there, uh, which are probably, given the trainer's strike rates of late, a little bit under the odds. Would you like to care to elaborate? Yeah, I'm, a little, I'm just a little concerned about a couple of uh, about a couple of camps and and how far off their career averages they are. In their last few runs, um, Les Ross uh, is um, he's, a, he's about a 12% career strike rate sort of trainer, but he has got a reputation for having horses perform particularly well on heavy tracks because he's supposedly fitter than everyone else. Um, he hasn't trained a winner in his last 50 starters, so that's of concern. Um, heading into Saturday with a few runners. Uh, Les, the Les Kelly stable was one that's normally been pretty deadly when the money's been there, um, they're chugging away at negative 60% profit on turnover on their last 50 runners, um, which is all, which is a slight concern also. Um, he has that uh, local wet tracker, Tamalay, that goes it has been supported early in the uh, Wink Skinnies. Um, well, there's a few other wet trackers in the race that I don't mind as well. And if you look at the punning form at .com.au data, you'll see some tasty... Um, trainer and jockey combinations and we've chimed in on one of them early 
and set the algorithms off. Um, uh, did I mention Edmonds? Toby and Trent, friend of the show, Toby. Um, <laughs> you'll love this. Uh, last 50, they're at 6%, uh, and their career strike rate's just a, just a whisker under 20%. So they're going terrible. Um, I think that they might have uh, been a little bit exacerbated of their last 50 by having one first past the post Saturday that lost on protest. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I'm just... There's a couple of those horses there that are, that are in Saturday that are in the market and uh, the stables aren't going that great. So that's sort of a factor that's uh, that's playing on my mind a little bit. Um, look, like I said, it's, it's raining today. It's, it's already heavy eight. I had a heap of rain over the weekend. It's raining today. There's more forecast today being Thursday, and there's more forecast for Friday. So um, there'd be no more betting for me until we see the makeup of those fields. And I'll be able to get onto punningform.com.au and filter by track condition, and, and I'll have some... F- have a little bit of fun there finding some weddies for us. Okay, very nice. Well, that's Queensland. Sounds appetising. As you said, you've already set off the algorithms of one. It's no longer a bet, I take it? Well, it was like 20s into as short as $9 elsewhere when they ping-ponged the price without a dollar being on, likely. <laughs> <laughs> and it settled sort of back up to that sort of $16, $17 mark. So... Um, We'll wait and see what happens okay. after scratches. Very nice. But, yeah. but I'm not down on the meeting. I'm looking forward to betting it. It's just unsure of the makeup of the final field, so I'm happy just to let it go for now. Okay, very good. Jack Dickens, finals day, Flemington race eight. You wanted to have a little preview of that event. Yeah, just quickly looking at some of the punting form stuff um, and, and the market, which I think doesn't mean a lot at the moment in Victoria, but it does with the Phillips Stokes yard. Um, yeah, you can deal a little bit of the history with that stable and uh, soft horses, but at the moment, if they're soft, they don't run well. Their last 50 runners, they're negative um, 18.8% pot, but like more relevant, they've gone from a 19.5 strike rate last 12, 12 months to a 10% strike rate. They do improve traditionally off a good amount of horses at Flemington, but um, something's not right, I don't think, at the Stokes camp at the moment. And a camp I'm going to be cautious with for the next like sort of two weeks. Um, and just a shout out to the racing industry for the, the the Dutch ruddering and bubble bath work. With yesterday, Jamie Carr went forward on Christini, which was an outstanding tactical ride and showed how brilliant she is. Um, and she was rightfully patted on the back relentlessly. Nor the stewards, nor those same participants mentioned anything about her ride on November Dreaming the previous Wednesday at Cranbourne, where she gave that horse absolutely none. It wasn't in the stewards' report, and it won't ever be spoken about by anyone. And it's very frustrating for anyone who bets on this thing properly. Um, back to Flemington Pistol Race Eight. I really like number eight here, High Stranger. It's had a few starts this prep. It's peak figures over 600 metres, which is slight negative. But last start was 1100. It looked like it was 1200. I like it down the straight. I like the, the barrier and the map. I think it's sort of sit. Not not last, but sort of just in front of the back third of them, down the outside of the track, which is normally a pretty good place to be at Flemington. I think you go really close to winning. I think it's a really good price at the moment, about four fifty or better. Full stop. I could I can go I can talk more about the race if you would like. 
No, I thought that was pretty good. Succinct, concise. Oh, sorry, we've already mentioned the algorithms once today. I just wanted to bring them up again. So one of the local based, locally based corporate bookmakers has just gone up at Northern today. And uh, the favorite has shortened in across the rest of the corporates from $3.50 into $2.70, $2.80, because this bookmaker went up at $3. How cast is WA Racing? That's absolutely shit house. You should all be appalled. Um, Okay, good Dickens. Let's jump into some uh, viewer questions. This is from Harry. Hey guys, love the content. One question I have is I often hear people talk about a horse's rating after a big win, like incentivize on the weekend. Do you guys have a database that you use to figure out a horse's rating and what factors would most determine this rating's number? Uh, do you find horses are able to back up this rating or can it often be an outlier? Okay, Mark Roden. Take it away. Yeah, I, I think we just. Well, we I use puntingform.com.au, but as far as ratings goes, it's Mark Roden. Yeah, I've been using them to make my living for twenty odd years now, and sort of on a amateur basis for a few years before that. So I've been around ratings a long time, and yes, the question of is it a peak or isn't it is probably the most important one there is when it comes to ratings. Um, Incentivizers. In the paddock now, is he having a short break? Is that the plan or what? Yeah, something like that. Yep. Okay, so look, this is a this is a this is an odd example. This is not like um, a, a good test case, but I'll say this about incentivise. He's gone out at his peak, which is generally a massive tick. You know, if he, he's he's just kept improving, kept improving, went again in in, in his last start, reached a new uh, spike. If he was backing up again seven days later and he was $1.20 or something, I would just be shutting my eyes and laying him. But the fact he's actually going out for a break in quick form is a plus. And that, in that scenario, there's a chance that that's not a peak, it's his platform. Now, they need it to be his platform if he's going to win a Melbourne Cup or Cookville Cup or a race of that nature. But there's a chance. Uh, there's a chance. I mean, just the upward spiral improvement is a tick. And now going out at his top is another tick as well. So I think... I think what the um, what Harry's probably getting at is, um, well, think about it this way: if a horse runs a big figure and wins at twenty-one dollars or something, and there's just no guts to its ratings or figures behind that, and it's running up again seven or fourteen days later, and it's in the market, you've got to think very carefully um, about whether you want to back that horse, because that that's the sort of scenario when I'd be saying this is a peak. Um, I made a mistake. Uh, this autumn just gone with Eduardo, who beat Nature Strip first up in absolutely eye-wateringly fast time figures. And then he fronted up in the galaxy. Now, so I thought to myself, first up peak, a couple of mitigating factors there. One, it was his first full prep with Joe Pryor. And secondly, um, he was around six, seven dollars in first markets. You know, when, they get, when they're going around at odds on and you're looking for a reason not to back them because they're very short, you say, well, it could be off a peak, it might bust. Look, Eduardo might have busted second up in the galaxy, but you're getting six, seven dollars to find out, and his rating was just lengths superior to the field. So I, I made a blue there. That's a case where you'd say, well, peak or not, I'm getting six dollars to find out. That's an acceptable price. Um, if they're, I remember this is going way, way back when Hariba absolutely smashed the clock first up in the William Reed. It was down the straight that year at Flemington, ran one seven something ridiculous, one by lengths and lengths and lengths. His ne next start was in the Lightning. He was a dollar twenty odd, dollar thirty. And he got beaten by Mahogany. And that was a, you know, he'd just gone so, so big. 
sort of similar to Eduardo. Gonzoso, big first up, so it was a risky came off, but Kariba was in the dollar thirty range. Eduardo was six bucks, so it's always a price issue as well. Okay, there you go, Harry. Just one sentence without a breath. Yeah, yeah, and you mentioned horses that like there's race. I think there's a race named after Hariba, and I think there's a a, a rumoured crown named after the other thing you said. <laughs> Going back to the glory days of the nineties, yeah, Hariba's uh, got a race at Mornington named after him. He was trained by Kenny Newman uh, at Mornington. I think it's fair to say he's Ken's best horse. Isn't it fascinating? Like just off topic, how uh, the, the the participants have like. They're so forward with their opinions on shit they know nothing about and offer very much to little on what they're employed to talk about or or what they work in, you know, a trainer or a... Yeah, well... <laughs> it's peak racing industry, isn't it? Like, <laughs> oh, you want my opinion on, oh, yeah, refugees? Yeah, well, I actually did six years of university on that. Like, no, you didn't, mate. Shut, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Do you reckon that's that going to go on set day. Oh, yeah, yeah he's, he's ticking over nicely. Expect him to run well. Yeah, but apparently you can't like, bloody leave the border. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jack, um, Peter, just want to update um, uh, Les Kelly's stats. Um, he just had one at uh, Kilcoy that went two dollars forty <laughs> after four eighty and knocked me off. <laughs> I've heard of I've heard of the power of the mouth in breaking runs of outs, but actually in real time, I don't think I've seen it. I don't think I've seen that done for a while. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not even Amazing. live today. <laughs> okay. Actually, another thing before I forget, if you sign up uh, this week, again, I'll, I'll do another lesson. So you sign up at punningform.com.au, which is the database we all use. Um, and you get the sectional pro form subscription, which is about 280 bucks a month. Uh, I'll run you through it for 30, 45 minutes. Um, if you're lucky, maybe Pete will jump on as well or, or curls. Um, Pete's always, always keen to get involved, that sort of stuff. Anything he can sort of get around, he does. So um, sign up, and uh, we'll look after you to get you started. That will end up on the cutting room floor. Um, here's a question from Callum. That's a joke. I'll leave it in. I think. Uh, it was really good to have you there last night for happy hour again. I've got prior engagements. Yeah, Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday night is a very busy night, as you would know. You've got to get all that form done for when... WA markets don't go up. Um, from Callum. Hey, mate, congratulations on the past few months. Low flying. I just had a question with regards to the significant significance of large amounts of money being matched on a given horse. I understand that it means a lot of people are wanting to back the horse, but that means just as many are willing to lay it. Hence, why would it necessarily suggest that the horse will run well? Uh, I think it would... It's more relevant to if there's a lot of money matched and it firmed or there's a lot of money matched and it drifts. Mm-hmm. So if there's a lot of money matched and it just they can't like they can't stop laying it, then someone big thinks it's gonna run poorly, probably knows something you don't. And if they're just happy to keep on backing it and just keep coming in and there's a lot of money matched on it, then someone's happy to sort of take any price about a horse and that's a really good sign it's gonna run a big race. Especially if it's a back marker. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So if there's, if a back marker's really firm, it's going to run a good race. I like to um, I like to um, launder money through the exchange by backing and laying the same horse at a very short quote. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> 
Is that why you're overseas at the moment? Yeah. Um, Mark Roden, we've talked about betting the drift quite a few times. Do you have any thoughts as to the significance of the amount of money being matched and what that necessarily means? Uh, I would... I would say I would try to align it to what you'd expect to be matched on that market. Yep. Because um, uh, there's only so much money each sort of market can stand unless there's a something else going on. There's an extra player in there, or we, we spoke about this last week and relentlessly recently, Mark. It's, I think it's it's about certain setups. So if it's a J Mac horse that's soft, it's very scary. Yesterday, we backed um, Jay Gatsby, which is a Hayes horse ridden by Damien Oliver, race two. We took $14. It went into about $6. Yes. It started about $14 on the fair, which if that was a Stokes horse, it wouldn't have left the gates. Yes, yes, that's but right. Yeah. Damien Oliver jumped it out, put it in a great spot, and if we didn't get done by one of the only supers all day, we oh, won. Holy shit, how, what a brutal start that was to the day. But the, the market had absolutely no idea about that horse. And therefore, that sort of race. Yes. Yes. Whereas there's, there's a couple of Stokes horses. I'm trying to find it. Just take my word for it. There's like number 14 or 15. Ben, ben Allen rode it. It was one of the sort of earlier races at Sandown yesterday. It could yeah. have settled better than midfield. It was yeah. very, very soft in betting the last three or four minutes. It settled near last and ran poorly. Yeah. yeah. Look, and but going back to the Jay Gatsby one, look, I, I've, I've touched on this before. Back when I started in the bookie industry, if something was six to one to fourteen to one, or a favourite was evens to three to one, you know, there's a chance the jock was going to jump off, or you know, someone knew it wasn't going to, you know, someone had it yep. dead basically. That's not the, that certainly wasn't the case with Jay Gatsby. He's, he's done all but throw it over the line. Um, as we've said before, in, you know, in some cases there might be something a bit sinister going on, but in ninety percent of cases these days, it's just the models have a different price and. The bigger yeah, the I, I think you're just like an innocent bystander sometimes in the market. Like they, they just really wanted to be with other things there, yeah. and they were wrong on that occasion. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they might did, have been right. I don't even know what happened to the winner, to be honest. I'll tell you what, they were right a fucking lot at Warwick Farm yesterday. They got that wet track and pattern absolutely nailed. But that's not... That's not they had the tip from the camp that this thing was going to fly today. They, you had good wet stats and it was drawn the right gate, you know, and, and so that, and it, it, there was a false favourite in the race, or half a false favourite, so they just... They've got it six to one, and you can get fifteen. So just back it till it's six to one. Yeah, yeah. I think we spoke this, about this a couple of weeks ago, where like, um, like no amount of no amount of blokes backing a horse early to MBLs sets the SP. Not anymore. The big to... dogs, the big dogs are setting the SP. Yeah. On the fair late, and that's why we saw that price yesterday for that horse that you mentioned. There, there used to be the towards the end of my career, there was one or two camps that um, had a pretty good control over the SP as well that did like to take the odd early price. And they never, you know, once they went off, they never, ever, like 0% of the time got back out. But yeah. I think those days are gone. But it is evolving, I reckon. It might change again and again oh, and again. The only constant is change, Jack. The only constant is change. Oh, Pat Beverly has just... Sorry. Yeah, we're still recording. <laughs> Just for another 30 seconds. Um, Curls, you want to touch on your Don Curlio special offer? Yep. Um, just before I do, since I've got Les Kelly back in form with the winner at Kilcoy, I've now got the Vanna Girl hat on. 
Toby uh, <laughs> Edmonds trained Vanagirl. I'm a big fan. I ordered a hat off Twitter, so I thought I'd put it on to get Trent and Toby back in form. You're welcome. Uh, it's actually a pretty good hat. It's not a bad hat, this. Um, she's been a star, Vanagirl, so the least I could do was get a hat in her honour. Um, yeah, so my July 1, that's today, um, until July 31, which is my 34th, 34th birthday. <laughs> to celebrate, um, we're offering a, a discount on my stuff. So the longer that you sign up for, the less you pay per week. Um, the website, if it's not live while we're recording this, it likely will be soon um, with the updated price points. Basically 50% off to celebrate my 34th birthday I was going to do 34% off, but I couldn't work the calculation, so I just halved it and be done with it. Um, so we're going to bet early. Uh, we're going to bet wide, often, and dirtier than ever, uh, and look forward to doing so. Um, just did a bit of a test this morning on certain cam- uh, certain books where I bet, bet at, and just to have a look at sort of what bounced around and what effect it had on the pricing. And there is uh, there's something there that I think could be pattern, so... I'll be aware of that. So I'm not just going to wait till Bet365 comes up and then send send the bet out when there's one join up. Um, no, I'll certainly be waiting until there's enough for, for all of us to go around. But um, if you... I'd recommend you just buy it, bet it, and not watch it. But That's 100%. If you want to feel the pain and experience the, the um, you know, the highs and lows... If you want to feel, if you want to feel the pain in a real weird way, like kind of like a sort of a druggy way, like a bit of a sort of hot one way, get on a Zoom call with Curly, who watches the races on at least a fifteen to twenty second delay, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> while you watch them live or not live, but on a five second delay and watch him roar them home or roar them like in other ways. It's very, very entertaining, <laughs> but delayed. And then when it yes, was, when you yes, know it gets nutted on the line and you can hear him roaring and they go oh fuck where can I hide? Oh it's hey, hey, I've kicked I've backed two horses that have kicked clear and something at fifties comes down the middle and knocks us off first starter. Oh, yeah that was good. That was like anyway yeah so thanks Pete uh, that's what we're going to do so we're going to offer it for the month of July um, so like. Like I say, get involved. The only commitment that I've made to the race by race stuff is is on the Saturday. I just sort of like the feedback was that guys during the week and most of the guys are working, whatever else, they just want as many dirty bets as they can anywhere across Queensland. Those that have been in the chat have seen some of the filthy stuff coming through from like Townsville and Rockhampton during the week and all those places where filthy running running the same data. So it's gonna be fun. Um, it'll be dirty, and it's good because it's, you know all my statistics that are on the that are on the results page now on, at themailbag.com. Um, you know, are always dot au. All those um, fixed odds bets that I had were at nine o'clock race day, so uh, we in line with NBLs. But now it's going to be filthy and um, yeah. wider, and the pop will increase. That's what we want. That's what it's all about. All right, guys. Go well over the weekend. Uh, Mark Roden will catch up tomorrow with Mark Sheen to preview whatever the meeting is. Last time I said it right, it was wrong, but I was actually right in the way that it turned out. So uh, we'll catch up then. (laughs) Bye for now.